welcome to the Backrooms Podcast, where in this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about how and when stories should end. You know, all stories eventually reach a natural conclusion. Even this podcast. As hard as it might be to believe, one day we will hit publish on the final episode of this podcast. Unless, of course, we get picked up by Disney, in which case we'd probably have two to three spin-off shows coming out in the next five years. Uh, I would imagine that the hosts would be replaced one by one over the course of the next ten years. So, you know, while we're here, I hope you enjoy the show for what it is. That's my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> we're live. We are live. Why? Oh, we're here just to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, what if the the Grand Canyon? Wait, no, stop. As it collapses in ours, what if the Grand Canyon and Mount Everest are the same thing? God or. Cthulhu or whoever just took the land out of the Grand Canyon like and put it somewhere else. That's how Mount Everest was made. It's like, oh, if you shake the earth, you know, parts just break off and they fall to somewhere else. I was extremely long-winded. <sighs> <laughs> I need an inhaler after that. <laughs> Hi. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. The podcast. The Podcast. I think we discovered last time it was the Backrooms podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think we also discovered that you did have COVID after all, you piece of crap. That's yeah, all right. We're all vaccinated. <laughs> yes, get your shots. What? No, get the... <laughs> oh, that's better. Okay. <laughs> so what are we here to talk about today? Well, I have a question. Do Life, you? death universe and everything the number 42 yeah. <laughs> yes i've thought about it for quite a long time it's 42 <laughs> I, here's a question okay so do you have any let's say frustrations towards you know whether it be a tv show movie any piece of media so show movie game um podcast podcast no <laughs> any, any story really in the sense that it ended on a poor note so either with a lot of loose ends or just resolved in a way that just didn't make sense. Do I have anything like have that any, that I've any, experienced? Any, any of, anything that comes to mind? Yes. And I think for most people who have watched it is Game of Thrones ended poorly. The last season? Last two, but primarily the last. The last two were written entirely by the showrunners because the... the Ran out of content from the from the books. The the books the series is not complete yet. So, um, see, I I happen to think that season eight of Game of Thrones is pretty good. What did I tell you before? What did I tell you when we were at Chili's? I told you that I watched the second half of season eight of Game of Thrones and nothing else. Yes, you've never you've never seen the show. You only saw the. I thought it was pretty bad. The literal ass cheek of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um. I would say. So why do you feel that that like it's an opinion I've heard a lot. Yeah. I personally have never watched Game of Thrones, mm -hmm. so I can't say I have an opinion on it. But what makes the last season or two just very? Is it like unsatisfying? Yes. So it's a combination of, um, 
I feel the show could have probably done better if they had maybe like another season because it also felt a little bit rushed in some portions to try and like tie all the loose ends together like mm. figure out a way to just make everything end even if it wasn't satisfying or made sense the big thing was like a lot of characters seem to shift dramatically in the last two seasons like going against their their general like types of personalities or morals or just doing things that you wouldn't have expected them to do making changes that, that you wouldn't have expected them to make killing um, people that you didn't expect them to kill Kind of, yeah. I mean, that's that's Game of Thrones is just Men, people women, dying, children, all the goddamn time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so it felt like they didn't understand; they just didn't know what to do. And so this was their only hope in in ending the show without just leaving it on a cliffhanger, like just just trying to tie everything up, even if the knot is the most disgusting, like not to to. And to tie everything together with, yeah. Um, and the a lot of, there were like two things that sort of built up through the whole story that when they were resolved, it felt like oh that's that's it, like that's it. This this, this is like this show went on for eight years and like it just it just was like that. Now was it like, a function? Oh. Was it a function of them just moving too quickly and they caught up with the books, or like like were the books still being written, or or were they just not? planning on writing anymore no books. no george rr R. martin was like uh when they first picked up first picked up the show a couple of the books were out and he i think finished one or two of the books while the show was running but mm -hmm. the show ran up to where he got where he was at he writes books quite slowly right um, i was gonna say that's kind of odd that like tv like a huge tv production would be able to move faster he has um, been writing the guy writing the books but for yeah, like I, decades. Yeah. So it take it especially him. I'm definitely underestimating like the the effort it takes to actually sit down I, I mean, and write a book. I mean to be fair, Stephen King. That's what the, the, Stephen remember, King's a very fast writer. The, there's other authors who who will just either pump out stuff or are just able to just write and write and write. Yeah. Like that's just how they they function and Stephen mm -hmm. King's an interesting one though actually. Like I don't know if anybody's ever read his books but um all of his stories are usually I mean I they're usually like self-contained. There mm -hmm. are some that build off of each other, uh, but he's very fast. He can pump out like a, a couple, sometimes a less than two books in less than a year. That's a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it... and they're quality stuff. Like my father, he every time Stephen King has a new book, it's on his Kindle. He, mm -hmm. he reads it with, within a week. Um, That's even faster. <laughs> yeah, my dad's a fast reader too, but um. Yeah, I don't know. I would have to say I hate when 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 a show does that because it's like it's like kind of like a fuck you almost. It's it's unfortunate. You know, I don't they don't know how it was going to end. Right. So that that they just had to do something that made sense for the show and was But did know, it capable. make sense for the show? I mean, is it did it completely destroy my my experience with the previous 6 seasons of the show? No, it was just unsatisfying. Right. Which it leaves like a bad taste in your mouth, and it's probably part of the reason why a lot of people don't really talk about it. Like once the show ended, you would think, oh, a show of that magnitude that had that many concurrent watchers and was that just big, people would talk about it. Like years later, like, oh, yeah, that's a great show. Go watch it. It's really not discussed all that much. I still think people should watch it. I'm very hesitant to watch shows for that exact reason. Like I, I typically – like I hate watching shows live as they're coming out. I, I just – I can't handle having to wait week after week after week for more content. I wasn't around when it and, was live released. Yeah, I've been right. the whole thing. So 
typically like one of the first precursors for me actually sitting down and investing into a show is one does it have an ending and two is it a decent ending right i won't i won't like spoil what the ending is but like i will go and do some research like did the show have a concrete ending or did it get canceled midway through the show and and it just left out on a cliffhanger Mm. because i'm not interested in investing time into a show if i know that I'm just going to get blue balled in the middle of season four. You know what I mean? That's me. Yeah. No, that's me. And it sucks because like I will, I will prevent myself from watching shows that might be like pretty good. Um, Like, like Arrested Development. People have been telling me to watch that for the longest time, but like it got canceled after like season three and then it didn't come back for like 10 years. And yeah, there was mixed reception. I've heard that there's two seasons after that were just not that great in comparison to what came before it. And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I've been back and forth on it for a long time. No, Netflix is very good at canceling shit. <laughs> um, to, hey, to, put HBO on that list too. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> now, too. HBO was the one that I could rely on. <laughs> yeah. But um, a show, a one show that was picked up by Netflix and then immediately canceled uh, was Manifest. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. I don't think so. I've heard the name. I never. So the show it, it had the premise of like. These people went on a flight, on on a plane, and then, you know, they left, and then they landed five years later. Oh. But they thought it was a normal flight. Oh, so like to them it was just like it was oh, just a normal hours flight or whatever. Yeah, and they. What is this Avengers Endgame? Stop. <laughs> um, but then as they landed, they had to, they were immediately the plane was immediately surrounded by the fbi and camera crews and everything like that and they're like oh flight 733 you know it became yeah. like this huge event that was talked for whatever and it had i think it, what was it three seasons and it was canceled by netflix and season three ended with like you thought that you were coming to a conclusion Almost, but then it just asked like thirty more questions, and it's like holy shit. So it was so bad, like the the cliffhangers or the many cliffhangers that people were literally like just running it like the show on repeat for months at a time, so that it was number one on Netflix, just to say, hey Netflix, bring this fucking show back, and they finally did. Mm. It's being released later, either next month or. Or oh, this okay. That's kind of cool. Yeah. But I, the fact that it took so many people to be like, you got to bring this fucking show back. Because the producers, the directors, they were all like, hey, we we want to do this. The actors were like, we want to do this. Mm-hmm. Netflix just wouldn't let them. Oh, it doesn't care what... It's not about the artistry. Yeah. It's about the numbers. Right. But <laughs> I, regardless, I think that's kind of a good example of, you know, a story getting fucking killed prematurely uh, prematurely another example from um a netflix series designated survivor i don't know if you guys ever watched that my mom watches that it was a it was a political one it had three seasons three fantastic seasons didn't end on a cliffhanger but it ended with like you know like some stuff to be designed like it left you wanting more that's over Mm. it's over because netflix canceled it but they gave it like an actual they didn't give it like like a they sort of kind of tied loose up loose ends (laughs) there's like some questions here and there it, since it's mostly politics, there's a lot that could be right. There's a lot implied. Of, there's a lot of you know like stuff in the air that's either important or not important. So it's all for debate. But um, like I feel like it should have. It, it it's one of those things that's like 
this story was too short. Mm-hmm. We need more. It's 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 interesting. Sometimes so it seems like the 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 large dissatisfaction comes from when there isn't closure from a piece of media, you know, if the in 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 the story in some capacity. Uh, loose ends, cliffhangers, uh not knowing how things wrapped up. Um and people in general don't like when you don't know something, especially yeah. something that like you've now the show has was designed to like make you attached to or make you engaged with. It's like you're engaging me and then you just you leave me hanging, literally. Mm. Um what about when something was is so good, even if it had closure, like it was just its own, you know, it was a, a contained thing, but it was so good that people want more. Should in those cases should, should that be continued? Should that be brought back as well? I don't well? think so. No, I don't think so. In a general sense, in a general sense, I don't think so because I think as if you can have the problem where there's not enough closure, where you feel like there wasn't enough to the story, I think there's very easy for you to cross the line of now there's too much. Now it's getting complicated. Now you're backtracking over plot elements that retroactively ruin some of the earlier parts of the show because you're not following the same consistent rules of your universe because things get complicated and messy as you keep adding more and more elements to a story um and i think that happens a lot one one place i think it happened is red versus blue um we are primarily a gaming podcast that was a red versus blue is if anybody doesn't know it it's it's the longest running web series in history it predates youtube that's it, true. Yeah. It came out, I think, in April of 2003. Was YouTube didn't launch until 2005. Uh, written and produced and developed by the folks at Rooster Teeth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically, what were their names? Bernie Burns. Bernie Burns. Matt Hullum. Machinima um, style show. Like yeah, recorded yeah. in game. Recorded, in the Halo shot, and, and produced all within the Halo engine, which I thought was so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Even, even before, you know... What really blows my mind is when you go back and watch some of these episodes, like the earlier ones, it's like Forge was, uh, Theater wasn't even around until Halo 3. <laughs> so for the first like five seasons of the show, they were limited within the game engine. <laughs> like they had to work around like you notice like in the un- – they remastered a lot of the earlier episodes, but in the uh, – like original if you go versions. back to like the original releases like half the screen is like cut out because they had to cut all the hud elements off the screen <laughs> like the cross i never even everything. noticed that actually it's really funny top and bottom yeah yeah it's kind of funny um but yeah it's super impressive and and the writing around the show is you know it varies in quality from season to season but i think overall it is a pretty tightly wrapped narrative um around church being the alpha AI. I'm not going to go into all the details. I have to it's... rewatch this because I I got confused after a while because I would watch it in fragments. Yeah, you, it's it's tough. It's there's a lot of moving parts, but it is a really good story if you actually kind of soak it all in. Um, but there was a lot of elements uh, or a lot of times where people thought, okay, this was a good place for the show to end. Right, end of season five. That was the end of the Blood Gulch Chronicles. So people thought, okay, this was fun. Let's move on to the next thing now. And then season six came out. And I was like, oh, okay. And then season six is kind of when the show went from being like, 
you know, more of a comedy to more serious, a little bit more serious. They started adding a lot of more complicated plot elements and, you know, almost thriller, like a lot of right, sort of action right. Still elements. comedy, but like a lot more like thriller, drama, action. Um, and then animation. Animation, animation started yeah. to come out. Yeah, that was season seven and eight. Eight. That was season eight. I thought season seven. They very few, but they had here and there some animation. They might have had like little. They've always kind of had like they've always like CGI'd stuff into right. the background or photoshopped or whatever. But like Monty Ohm, um, like the lead animator on the series, did his like debut. Like oh, full CGI yeah. animation in I season that, eight. That did you, you remember the the warthog scene? The warthog scene. The text fight scene. Yeah. Oh, awesome God. stuff. Awesome stuff. When I was um, a kid watching that, I'm like, holy shit. What was the shit. guy's name um, with the, the, the large visor, but he like EVA grunted? The helmet? Yeah. yeah. That, oh, was, that um, was the meta. The meta. Yeah, the yeah, meta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agent Main. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, like, and they explain why he only growled. Yes. You know, they get into later that, into the so... Later into the show, like seasons nine and ten, kind of go, delve into the backstory of the freelancers. And again, this is going to get... <laughs> I could go on and on, but... Then season 10 ended and people were like, okay, this could be like a concrete ending to the show, right? Bernie Burns didn't want to write the show anymore. He was writing the show for like 10 years. So he's like, okay, I'm going to take my hands off the off the reins. I'm going to let somebody else write the show for a little while. Um, and he handed it off to – I'm so sorry. I'm forgetting his name right now. But he ended up writing – this new guy wrote seasons 11 through 13. So it was like, shit, okay, now there's another trilogy after people were already saying that the show should end at season 10. I, for one, actually think seasons 11 through tw through 13 might be my favorite of the show, to be honest with what, you. Which was the one where it, we saw the end, without spoiling anything, the end of the director's reign. That was the end of season 10. That was that the, was the end of season so 10. So wait, there's yeah. that cuz that's the last one that I watched. Yeah. Well, Shit. there's 18 seasons of this show now. <laughs> also, were you thinking of Miles Luna? Is Miles that... Luna. Yes, Miles Luna. I'm so sorry. Um so seasons 11 through 13 is the chorus trilogy. Um which is a lot a lot more drama and like kind of almost interpersonal like a, almost like kind a Star Wars spoof kind of oh, thing. Okay. But the way that season 13 ends, and I, I, I don't really want to like, if anybody's planning on watching it, I don't want to spoil it, but it ends in a way that it's almost kind of ambiguous. Um, they leave it almost up to interpretation. Um, I can respect that. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a freeze frame on everybody. They're about to be in the middle of a firefight, and the guy is narrating, and he's like, he's like, there's so many stories where... You know, the brave hero sacrifices their life to save the day. And because of their sacrifice, the good guys win. The survivors all cheer. And everybody gets to live happily ever after. And he's like, but the hero never gets to see that ending. They'll never know if their sacrifice actually made a difference. They'll never know if the day is really saved. In the end, they just have to have faith. Ain't uh -huh. that a bitch? Hmm. And the screen cuts to black. And the credits roll. And it's like... Did, it, did they all just fucking die? <laughs> like what? You don't that's know. like that's you like reach fucking George level. And and <laughs> and for for like two years after that, I was like, shit, man, I've been following these characters for thirteen years. And I didn't know if they were alive or dead at that point. 
obviously they are because there's more seasons of the show. Right. But but should there have been? That's where I'm kind of headed. So season 14 was like an anthology season. It wasn't like canon. It was kind of just like spinoff mm. episodes where they kind of just got to be creative with the characters. Some of them were like prequel stories okay. for some of the characters, but it didn't like continue the story. So it was still kind of like for an extra like year or two, it was like is this the end of the show? Like, are they dead? And then season 15 came out and it was like, oh, okay, no, everybody's fine. <laughs> um, but That's I, I think the writing has taken a pretty steep nosedive over the past several years. Um, and it's kind of to the point where it's like, like this most recent season, season 18 was written by an entirely new person. It's almost entirely CGI animated. Very oh. strange, bizarre choice. Half the original cast is not even in the show. It's very odd. And and a lot of people are just like, myself included, were just like, we you know, we wanted more at the time. Like I like I knew at the time I was like, I want there to be a season fifteen. I don't want these people to be dead. I want mm -hmm. more I want more time with these characters. Right. I think that's what it boils down to a lot of the time. It's like like that's what happened with Spider Man No Way Home. Like that's why people got so excited Side, when yeah, when true. Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield came back because it's like oh shit we we get more time with these characters, just yeah. a little bit more time with them we ne we never thought we would, but here they are. I've had that feeling a lot with, but now it's just like, the story's degrading. They're kind of like backtracking over plot elements and writing characters. In Red versus Blue. Yeah, no, in Red versus Blue. Yeah, yeah, and and you know characters are being written that are like undoing the character development they've made in previous seasons and it's like yeah what is this show anymore <laughs> see i i had that experience with a show called the 100 um i you I fall I've seen that one you fall in love with all the characters it's a survival type show right yeah um and you, you, there are characters you love there are characters you hate you know it, it all comes down to after each season or after every episode or whatnot, you're like, I want more of these people. I want, yeah, this one just killed himself. This one just killed another person, whatever. But you, you, you get invested in their stories. But then... Is it kind of like Lord of the Flies-esque in a way? Um, It takes a lot of inspiration, I would say, at least in the earlier seasons. Um, I would say a big theme to get a little bit off track, a big theme of a show like that is in-groups and out-groups. So like my people versus your people. And that th those are that's a phrase that's said a lot. M my people, your uh, people. So ooh. that's like a big theme in that show. Um, I think they play it well. Other people disagree, but um, regardless, I think there were eight seasons or nine seasons in total. Um, the last season or two either – or no, the last season should either not exist or needs to be rewritten. Because the ending is extremely like it, it's too, it's like I I don't like like this ending just does not serve the story justice. Um, yeah, I want more time with all these characters. I want them to go through the same shit that they did over and over and over again. And they were building up a lot of good shit, but then they ended it on a note that's like you just kind of feel deflated. Yeah. yeah. Do I want more of that show? Absolutely. I want them to rewrite the last season and give me another eight seasons. Is it better that it ended in some way, even if it wasn't good, than, than have just been like cut off prematurely? That's a good question. In retrospect, probably. Okay. But, yeah. Well, I don't know. 
I really it's don't a, know. Because I was thinking about that with Game of Thrones. Like, would have would people have been more mad if they just ended the show like open ended like that without tying together a lot of things? I think no. It's so it served better to end it, even if it wasn't the greatest ending. It was still a conclusion in some way. It maybe some shows do it really bad. Like where it just completely wrecks your perception of the show afterwards, yeah. which for some people, I can you know, I can it, understand it that happens. perspective. Like, cause when I finished the that last episode of the one hundred, I'm like, the amount of shit that all these people went through. They lost their families. They they fucking half of their population is gone. They committed genocide. Oh, within reason. <laughs> Within asterisk, asterisk, reasonable genocide. They committed reasonable genocide. Well, it took care of the un the unemployment problem. So. <laughs> but, and it just ends in a way that's like, not not. It's hard to explain without spoiling it. But like the ending of season four of the show, as an example, or or the the whole premise of one of the seasons was to prevent, like a Matrix style. Like world where they it's like if you choose to you choose to live in a real world versus in a, in this world in your mind mm -hmm. that's uploaded to a cloud, right? Interesting. The ending of season eight is them just deciding, hey, we're gonna become part of this higher being that exists, oh. and we're okay with that. But wait, wait, wait. Oh. that's the same exact thing as you not wanting to be all part of this single being cloud. Kind of thing, no, just so like yeah. it kind of just resolved in a way that they hated originally, but now they like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a hypo hypocritical choice. It's like, mm. oh, the dilemma was, uh, we don't want to do this. You know, maybe we should do this. Like, what what's the best situation? And like, you go to the next season, and it's like a very similar choice. And like, oh no, no, we're, we're okay with that. Now. Yeah, we're exactly. With that. Exactly. Yeah. It disregard the all the complications and, and and conflicts that happened prior about that issue. Right. It's, it's fine now. Water under the bridge. Oh, Water under the bridge. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. The Office. The Office is one of my favorite shows of all time. And I cannot stand the ninth season. Is that the last it. one? Yeah. Cannot stand it. It's it's just so... I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, bad. <laughs> unsatisfying. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with bad. Okay. <laughs> Um, Michael Scott, the main character for like 95% of the show leaves, he's Steve Carell, who plays by Steve Carell, um, leaves in the end of season seven, 75% of the way through season seven. Um, and for a lot of people, like that's the canonical end of the show, mm. right? Mm. And you could argue that that makes sense. There right. really is no reason to continue the story beyond that point because the whole show is centered around Michael Scott. His character arc comes to a head and it's completed at the end of his his departure of the show. They do it really well. It's handled nicely. Um, and then there's a meme of um, somebody posted like the NBC logo over Pam's face. And they're outside the Dundies after they get kicked out of the restaurant. And they're all bummed out. And, and Pam looks over, or rather NBC looks over at Steve Carell. And they're like, actually, um, we were thinking maybe we could keep this thing going. And Steve Carell <laughs> goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's just what it feels like. It's like the, the whole, 
I like season eight because James Spader's in it, mm. and I love James Spader, yeah. so I think he he elevates it a little bit, but it just feels so unnecessary, right? It, and and I'm 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 grateful for it. Again, it's more time with characters I really care about and I love, but I never go back and watch season nine. Right. I rarely watch season eight, but I never watch season nine. It has a good ending. Season nine has a really good ending, but do I really want to schlep through all of that last season in order to get to it? I'll probably mm. just fast forward from season <laughs> eight to, to the end of season nine. Um, it's tough. Community does the same thing. My other favorite show where because they got um, they they went through kind of hell. Um, they lost like half of the main cast th- throughout the course of the show. They lost Chevy Chase in season four. They lost um, Donald Glover. In, yeah, they um, lost him. season five. Yeah. They lost Yvette Nicole Brown in season six. That like half the main cast was gone, and they inserted like a bunch of other big name actors, like Keith David, the guy who plays the Arbiter, mm-hmm. is in season six of the show. Really, and 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 I love that because it's like hey, it's the Arbiter, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like he adds nothing to the show. <laughs> the last season was picked up by Yahoo Screen. Who exactly? <laughs> Wait, a, sc- a streaming service no one has heard of. It doesn't exist anymore. It went under. But the, I'm looking um, this up. after the show was canceled. I think it was canceled twice. Um, it was picked up by Yahoo Screen for a sixth season, and and oh my god, the sixth season of the show is just so boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> like the. The writers try their best, you know, the remaining cast is there, but like the dynamic between the characters is not there anymore mm. because you have half your main cast is missing. You have all these other people that have no chemistry with your main cast. So it's like there's, oh. a, there's an article Yahoo. This is from uh, 2016. Yahoo screen is dead and it's probably community's fault. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that article. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen wow. that article. It's wow. a fantastic show. It really is. It, and it, I don't think it's fair what happened to it, but it's so would it have God. been better if Wait. that just wasn't didn't exist that last season just didn't exist yeah it, it's the same instance like with the office like it, it it has a nice ending it has a really nice ending at the end of season six but again do i want to schlep through season six in order to get to it is is Not the, really i guess the filler or the mediocre content in between worth the closure at the end I would probably say yes at the end of the day. Again, like I said earlier, I would rather there be unending than nothing at all. Okay. Um, even if it's not quite as satisfying as I would have hoped. Um, just having some form of closure, like, okay, this is – I can be content that this is the end and there's not going to be any more. Not just like left up in the air like, um, so this guy was you know, about to go under open heart surgery – uh, and the show just got canceled. So uh, is he dead? Is he alive? I don't know what's happening. Mm. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that. I can't stand that. I think a, a, sh- a show that has really no overarching narrative whatsoever. It's not designed to do that. That should have ended probably a really long time ago. Is SpongeBob. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> what the I've seen like some of the newer. Actually, I don't know. Is it technically still running right now? I think it is. You know, people actually say that the most recent seasons have actually been improving. Is that the case? That's, uh, that's what good. That's what I've heard. So, but... like, but because okay, I remember, on, I remember watching some of the you know ones in my later years, you know, a couple of years ago, basically, and 
There were, it was such a big deviation from the original show in both like uh, quality, in in uh, character personalities are changing. Like the type of humor was just getting like less clever, just more, even more silly and stupid. And it was extremely it was just, abrupt too. Yeah, it, you know what that's called. <sighs> You know what that's Kids called? these days. No, that's called the flanderization of characters. The flanderization. Yes, it's coined by The Simpsons for Ned Flanders. So basically, flanderizing a character is basically where you boil them down to like one personality trait, and that's their entire character. Like, oh, here's Ned Flanders. He's a Christian. So everything <laughs> we do with him has to be centered around Christianity. Every joke, every line, every syllable that's basically what it is. So Patrick, oh, he's the stupid guy. Mr. Krabs, yeah. he likes money. Sandy likes karate. SpongeBob is just unaware. It's fucking naive as shit, man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that was just always the case though. I think it was never as bad as it is now. If you look at Patrick like in the earlier seasons, he was stupid, but he was not like an idiot. A literal one-digit IQ fucking right, rock. Exactly. But well, so so what? One thing I want to say is ahead. that with one big character change that seemed to happen, I don't know if it's maybe changed in, in like the most recent stuff. You know, I don't keep up with it really anymore. Are you sure? Um, about that? Are you sure about that? <laughs> is that the characters seem to have gotten more almost like malicious, like like yes. they like seem meaner? Yeah, yeah, more like assholes almost, like just hurting or like you know for the sake of like physical comedy hurting and doing mean things to each other just for the sake of like the joke not just well, because i guess but not even in a that like spirited in, way yeah. like doing things you know laughing at the expense of someone else but like that's the whole joke is just like the characters doing that they t they pick one character to be the target of abuse for an episode and it's just Every single person, like, regardless of the history they have, like, they just all of a sudden hate this person for whatever <laughs> reason. This I just, week. I just think of Squidward's toenail. <laughs> oh God! Oh my God! Rather than laughing, finding comedy in just the life that these characters are living and just the things that they go through, like they're doing things to be mean, to laugh. Like, it's not just watching them do stuff. And then a, it'd be funny. It's just a prank, bro. It's just yeah. <laughs> It's just, I don't know. It didn't, it, it, it was just See, very thought, different. I, I never thought of that, like, Spongebob, like, doesn't have, like, an overarching story. Not, not really, no. I mean, have you ever seen uh, Fairly Odd Parents? obviously? Yeah. Right? I, found, I, found, I found that very interesting, like, looking back on it. Because I, the later... I don't think it's over. It's, I no, think it is. No, it, has it might to be have over. been canceled very, very recently. Because like the, within the last uh, five years, like there was a moment that I heard about recently that was like the Timmy Turner had a forbidden wish, a forbidden wish that was granted by Cosmo as like a what like a canonical reason why. He seemed to not age, you know, like, you know how yeah. all these shows are like yeah. the same thing. They just disregard that yeah. part. That's like so, one of those weird fan theories. Right. But no, there was an actual episode. Okay. And I watched the episode where he was in court in like a uh, fairy court or whatever. Right. Jogged von Strigo. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and he wished, so he's like, he's like, I have a, you know, the confession is like five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever the timeline was, I wished for time to stand still. 
And then oh, I, so they canonically explained. They canonically explained it, and and oh, I I wished Cosmo to forget it. Interesting. So Cosmo didn't remember, and like they had to apparently I didn't watch past that, but they had to like reverse that, and like it moved everything forward in time, and like I think that might have been the se- like the series finale. I could be wrong, but that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. cool. I like that. I was going somewhere with that. But like <laughs> I feel like that's a good way to like they they probably they were probably holding on to that for like 7 seasons and they're like once we're ready to cancel the show this is how we're going to end it. Okay. Like, the, like it, it, I feel like if 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 you're going to have to prematurely end a show, have an ending in mind for a couple seasons. I feel like that might it's tough. That's but, not like, a bad idea. I feel like that's a good way to like It's weird with like those prepare. shows that really don't have like a, a an overarching story you know like mm-hmm. they kind of have like a loose one like mm-hmm. sometimes things in certain episodes will stick around like like there's a few times in fairy loud parents where they added new characters right and, and they would stick the around for the rest of the show yeah the baby um poof 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 <laughs> poof poof <laughs> um, <laughs> poof but like when we were kids I didn't have like we did, I didn't watch shows like that that were long form kind of TV right. yeah, series. Yeah. So uh, I would never know like I, I would go back to some of those shows now and be like, holy shit, that episode was in the second season. Right. Like yeah, I yeah. thought like I didn't understand the concept like, of like the, seasons yeah. of TV. I was just like I just watched reruns all the time. Right. So the first episode of SpongeBob was the nematodes. Yeah. 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 I like. I thought it was the the leaf Anchovies. blower one. Anchovies. Well, the, the leaf blower one was their pilot. Oh, so that was like their that was like their their pitch. That was a show. good one. To see, yeah. that was a good one. The first one knocked that out of the park. There was no dialogue. The only like communication was SpongeBob points, and then there's a subtitle that says "you." <laughs> but it goes, it's like it's the same thing. In the same way, it's like, oh shit! I'll go back to a show now and be like, oh, that was the last episode of the show. Oh, okay. It felt no different than any of the other episodes right. of the show. I never yeah. would have fucking known. Mm. And I did not know for 10 years. <laughs> I guess those kinds of shows can get away with not having a, right. a clo- I guess, closure. I guess, but should they? I think it serves it justice at Ed and Nettie. I was just thinking that. Ed and Nettie. Ed and Nettie had an ending. Ed and Nettie was a very what was contained show. What's that? What was the ending for I think Ed the and big picture show was the ending. It was like, like a movie type ending where they... You know, throughout the show, the even though it's not a very connected show, they always reference Eddie's brother. Yeah. All the time. Oh, yeah, he shows up in the last yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. And he's an asshole. Oh, he's like yeah. a total like a asshole. And he starts asshole. beating the hell out of Eddie. And all the kids in the cul-de-sac are like, oh, we get it now. This is why this kid wants approval, because he's getting fucking picked on by his older brother. I, I never actually So they kick episode. his brother's ass, and they, like, finally welcome them into the friend group. It's kind of wholesome. Yeah, it's I, like, really I need to watch it. That, that warmed my heart, and I'm okay if the show ends. That's fine. I That but, was so satisfying. But don't you want more Ed and Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> I, I yes. want the eyebrow crawling across the fucking ground. <laughs> but that's the... Okay, so that that... I think that could segue into the next topic, like... Should things be brought back? Mm-hmm. That's a tough question. Like iCarly. I think we should talk about it after we come back from break. Okay. Sounds All right. good. So a message from one of our sponsors. Yeah. But for now. <laughs> poof. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Yo, yo, 
what up, big G's? Let's fucking go. Welcome back. So, <laughs> unlike this podcast, because we are, you know, we're back, but we, we all ended... sufficiently cooled ourselves. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to turn the thing off. Okay. There we go. Shit. <laughs> That's okay. Fuck me. <laughs> um. <clears throat> The question that you posed right before we went to break, Brian, was um, should things come back? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if you were looking for me to clarify. No, no, no. The, one example I'm sure we, we can all you know kind of relate to would be Halo. Yeah. So Halo's been rebooted a few times already, for, for better or worse. It hasn't been rebooted. It has. It's just... It just kept going. Well, yeah, but now it's been rebooted, as and it was like, oh, this is the last hurrah. This is this is their their last chance, kind of to, you know, the development studio three four three. But is it in the court of public opinion? I'm sure it is. That's yes. But I don't know if Microsoft actually has any plans to outsource Halo to another developer. That I don't know. So what I'm thinking when I say rebooted, I mean like. So, Halo 4 was supposed to be the start of a new trilogy and or a new story. Right. And nobody wanted it. People wanted more Halo, but nobody wanted more... Of 343's Halo. Well, nobody wanted whatever <laughs> we, Halo we know 4 it was. was. Yeah. Like, nobody wanted a new story with... Like, people were... I feel like that's a franchise. People were content with, like, how the story ended. I'm curious because in the legendary ending to Halo 3, um, like Requiem is teased in the cutscene at the end of the game. Is it? Yeah. After like the credits roll, there's like a very short cutscene of the um, forward unto dawn. He's just like drifting through space and the music starts to swell up and you see like the black silhouette of a large planet in the distance. So, okay. I don't know if like maybe Bungie left them with like some blueprints or some notes about like where to go from there, and maybe they just kind of took it, said thanks, and fucked it up. Put it in this paper shredder and just said, "Okay, we're gonna do our thing now," <laughs> because I think to an element that is kind of what they did. They wanted to make their own game. Yeah, but they completely like. <clears throat> so all right. Well, let's get into it. How did they fuck it up? Let's not just be negative for the sake of being negative. Like, what what is it that we don't like about Halo Four? Halo Four, I didn't think was that big of a problem. Okay. From a from, are we strictly talking narrative? I think at this point we could kind of expand into different areas. Like, it doesn't just have to be the narrative. Um, I do think like. I kind of like the story of Halo 4. I like um, Halo 4's story. Particularly the the dynamic between Cortana and Master Chief. I didn't really care so much about the didact yeah. and, and all of that. but And he's just like not a thing anymore. Actually, <laughs> supposedly. He didn't die know. in the game. Supposedly he's, he's, he's killed again like in a book yeah. that came out afterwards. And that's that's a whole nother problem because like now Halo is just this hybrid thing where you have to keep up with all the books and watch the tv shows and maybe the movie if that ever comes out and do all these you other did. extra things what you did but not now not like not like modern so, now uh, that's the thing halo 4 yeah halo 4 was not a problem i think from a narrative standpoint it was a good game 
gameplay wise, you know, had a lot of stuff that a lot of people did not like, did not want from the other games. It was trying to mimic Call of Duty at that point. Mm. Whether or not you like, that's a different story. Um, Hill Five. <laughs> the, the, the defeat in your voice <laughs> because like i don't know how to describe it other than just a sh- fucking shit show like whoever i'm very passionate about writing like like how how a story is written mm-hmm. if you write it in such a way and publish that story in a way that is just fucking nonsensical you do not deserve to have a job at that point it, so whoever was in charge of 343 during Halo 5's like narrative just should not be allowed to work in the gaming industry anymore. I, I think they actually did get rid of that writer. I think his name was his name was Brian something. <laughs> I forgot his last name. Um but I don't think he had anything to do with the writing in Halo Infinite. Okay. That, I mean I, to be honest I, I I don't really care for the story in Halo Infinite either. I th- um, I think they they I, screwed that up a little bit as, as well. As as complicated and messy as the Halo 5 story was, I I would have preferred for them to roll with it and try to at least tie up some of those loose ends instead of just saying, "Okay, we're going to kind of wipe this slate clean. Fast forward 6 months." Um, this person's dead, that person's dead, this is not an issue anymore, that's not an issue anymore. It's all taken care of in the last six right. months, right? So it's like, okay, so I'm just as confused as I was at the end of the right, last exactly. game. Like, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? Even, even as someone who's... So Halo Infinite was supposed to take after Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2, not a lot of people played, comparatively to, right. the, to the main series. But Halo Wars 2 narrative built such a strong baseline for what the future of the series could hold. And Halo Infinite was supposed to to, to to take that a level higher, but they still fucked it up. I think the campaign was great. No, from a gameplay perspective, I loved it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I, I like when I replay through it, I feel like I'm just zoning out like during the dialogue yeah. and the cutscenes because it's like, what even is any of this? Right. Like, this like, is, and, I, and I'm not trying to be like a downer, but it's just, the only like what happened to half the characters at the end of halo 5 that, like yeah arbiter like at the end of halo 5 master chief he he reunites with the arbiter with halsey with captain lasky with all these people cortana's about to take over the galaxy and now they're on the run and then at the like the opening cutscene of halo 6 the the forward the um the infinity the unsc mm-hmm. infinity is like being blown to smithereens and i'm like oh i thought this was like a big powerful ship and it's just gone right all right cool and the bad guy that you built up in that same cutscene is now dead at the start of the next level what (laughs) whose decision was that supposedly dead supposedly dead we don't know if he's dead but cortana is dead we know that now that's official we know that and that just happened the guardians Um, were just like never well they were an issue but again like it's all like it's all this shit that's taking place outside of the game it's the same problem that halo 5 had all this shit is taking place outside the game why it's just it's just it's it's frustrating from a like some of my favorite games to like experience are story-driven games god of war last of us uncharted um titanfall 2 um celeste an indie game celeste 
Ori, Hollow Knight, Dark Souls, Elden Ring. These these all have a comprehensive fucking narrative. 343 has no fucking idea how to write a story. It's like and I think if to to to, to I'm just getting I think we're just going on a rant here at this point. A but little bit, to, but that's to okay. circle back to like should things come back? I think in the right hands and done gracefully, something can come back. So if they if if Halo is given to like a different studio or changes hands within within the Microsoft, obviously, right? Uh, that it should be given another chance. If not, though, like if it's going to be three four three again, trying to make another game. No, no, no. Just put the series down. I think three four three needs to be put down. I... <laughs> well then, <laughs> I mean. Like I hear, I hear the sentiment going around, like online, like oh, they should just bring Bungie back. Like Bungie no. should come back and work on Halo games. But I, what I think people don't realize is that, like, that's just a studio name. Nobody that 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 team is a shell of its former self. Yeah. And I'm not saying like Bungie sucks now, but like they do. But that's a different. Story. But the people who worked on Halo One, Two, Three, like they're not part of Bungie anymore. They've, They've gone on to do other things. A lot of the like, what is Bungie without people like Joe Staten or or Marty O'Donnell? Like all these people that worked so hard to make the game what it is. Now, now it's just a studio. It's well, just another Joe, studio. Joe Staten's on Halo Infinite. He is on Halo Infinite. Thank fucking God. He's one man. He can't. I know. You know, he can't save a sinking ship. But like, I, I, I think, and I'm not trying to like undervalue all the other people that are working on the team. That's that's not what I'm trying to do at all. But like, people just think it's so easy. Like, oh, just bring back Bungie. Bungie knows what they're doing. But what they even also, is Bungie? It's, they like a, it's like a football team. They didn't the New York want Giants were great ten years ago. Okay, well the Giants. Nobody who's on that team ten years ago is on that team now. Well, so that's why I think you're, get, you're getting into a very, very tough discussion about something. Like you've heard of the idea of the ship of Theseus, right? Where, like, you have a ship, and if you replace the sails, and then a few years later you replace the the wood, and then you replace the cannons, is it the same ship? Well, what what I'm getting at is, you said, don't you want more Ed and Nettie? Like, yeah, of course I want more Ed, Ed and Nettie. But who's going to be writing Ed, Ed and Nettie? Probably not the same people that were writing it that many years ago. That's what happened with SpongeBob too. But the that... writers changed hands, and it does. It's it feels like a, a a shell of its former self. Same thing happened with Red versus Blue. They took on new writers, people that weren't familiar with how to write the characters, don't know how they would interact with one another. It doesn't feel the same. So yeah, you're getting more content, but does it? feel the same does it does it play out the same no well I, that's that's a so i never thought of it that way but i think i think you're right to an extent because mm-hmm. i think there is a way to to do what you're saying so bring not necessarily have the same writers but have the writers be as faithful as they can to the same characters, the same development, the same ideas. Sure, same, blah, blah, blah. but that takes that takes time. It takes time, and it also you need to have someone that's enthusiastic about the content. Yeah. Like if they're just, they need to enjoy it, and they need to like it, and they need to like want to write it. Because someone, who, a fan, is going to have some of the best understanding of any of, of a material. Someone who's actually a fan of whatever they're working with, um, and that ties into also with halo even even if the people at bungie are the same people as 20 years ago one they they didn't want to continue making halo the halo right. series like that they 
Halo Three and and the others, which were really contractually obligated, they, they handed they it off to. willingly. Yeah, they well they that was their conclusion. They didn't want to continue the series. So if you try and force a studio or a set of people to continue making something that they're not passionate about, that they're not enthusiastic about, you also have the chance of it not of of that showing through the game. Right. Um, if you you can have people. Uh, you can have shows and media get handed off to other people and you do have the chance of it not being faithful or feeling different uh, or not rekindling uh, or capturing the same core of, of the original content. But if they're a large fan also, and they're enthusiastic... Different, different does not mean bad. I, I want yeah, to clarify yeah. that. But if they're, if they're enthusiastic and competent about what they're doing, then there's definitely a chance of it to continue and become better or either diff better and different and you know in some way it's just oftentimes that isn't the case can a you, lot I of think, times i can think of one example of that being the case god of war yeah so god of, the new god of war in 2016 had the same director hmm. uh cory Bar, uh, barlog but not everyone was the same you had different voice actors you had different um yeah, they hired a lot of new people yeah yeah, yeah. But it came out to be hell and even better narrative. He he was Corey. I think was um, like in some creative uh, position or animator or something along those lines in the, for the original. I thought he was one of the game. directors. Not not like maybe, definitely not the first game. Not the um, first one. I think it might have been. I could be wrong, but I could have sworn because to my understanding, he was like the only person who worked on more than one God of War game. Well, he's worked on all the games. He just wasn't like the the one of the lar head directors or or uh, upper people that are kind of controlling the the direction of the game. But you could see him as someone who the franchise was kind of, I guess, handed off to in a way because he wasn't the original pioneer of the of the franchise. But he's a huge. He was a very big fan of of what the world they built was, and also used his own life experience and infused that into the story that became God of War, and it came out fantastic. Um, Thor, Thor: Love and Thunder, was not. Oh my God! You <laughs> dropped the mic. My mic just fell on my face. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> push it back. Push it over here. This way. This way. Just fall the other way. No, 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 no. Trust me. There you go. See, I'm perfect. scared. Perfect. Thor Love and Thunder <laughs> uh, was not received well uh, I did by not audiences. Like you I saw didn't it? watch it. Yeah, I did not I did not really like it that much. Yeah, I didn't think you would. You didn't like Ragnarok that much either. Well, wait, actually, am I getting it confused? Thor Love and Thunder is the newest one. There was a fourth one. Yeah. I didn't watch it. So <laughs> Ragnarok, like I didn't it. like as much as the first two. <laughs> You're not going to like it. Which is such well, the opposite well, 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 of like everyone else because the first two are like some of the worst deemed some of the worst horror movies Real, so, i thought they were fucking fantastic going back to what you said about people being passionate um taika watiti who's the director for the movie um he says he did an interview on a podcast once and he basically said um yeah they kind of just let me do whatever i want you know i i he read a very thin comic book like one of those like free editions that you get at the comic book store um and he's like yeah no i, I don't we're not gonna do that I don't, I don't like the way they talk to each other it was like something along those lines he's like yeah no i, I don't i don't like that so he kind of just like and they were looking to take it in a new direction because they marvel saw how you know thor one and two were received and they were like okay let's let's try to do something a little different so they did ragnarok 
that did much better. And then they just like went fucking all in on the next one. So like, if you thought that there was too much humor in Ragnarok, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like I, maybe it's just me, but I felt that the approach that they went with one and two, there was a lot more. <sighs> I appreciate it. Scale. Looking back on it. Like, like Thor took his shit seriously. Ragnarok. He didn't, he felt cocky. He felt, and every character felt that way. And I felt like it just did a disservice to the scale of what was actually happening. The a, a big issue with the first two is they he didn't feel like he had much of a personality. He was just like the stereotypical, like the archetype of a hero. Yeah, of uh, of like you know, uh, Game of Thrones esque speaking. Like that, that type of, or Lord of the Rings, like fantasy type hero, just archetype and nothing else. Like he didn't really have specific person, really a lot of personality quirks or just a, a sense of identity other than just He was the hero. outsider. I, I actually enjoyed his, his character development. Actually, he's very cocky in the first movie. He is. As opposed to in all the he others. Is. He's a different kind of cocky. He's he's a much more naive, aggressive kind of cocky in the first movie where he thinks that, you know, he could just declare war on anybody to, you know, scare his enemies and, and or or beat them down into submission because they should be the rulers. Um and But then he gets humbled. He gets humbled, right. He gets his powers taken away, he gets banished from Asgard, and it's it's a whole it's that's his whole journey through the first movie. Um, and what I like about his character is, you know, through the rest of the MCU, or at least, you know, the first saga, whatever you want to call it now, the Infinity Saga, um, they, they play off, like, you don't like how he's, like, kind of humorous, but they play it off in Infinity War that he uses humor as, like, a coping mechanism right. for the fact that he's lost his father, his mother, all of his people, his home. Now he's lost his brother, right? They they play it off like humor is the way he, he like he's coping hard. And after Endgame, like we see like he does not handle that well. Right. Whatsoever. Um and I like that. I love that journey that he takes. And then Thor Love and Thunder comes along and it's kind of just like it doesn't feel right. Like, it doesn't feel like this is how he would act after the events of Endgame. Right. I don't know. It just feels odd. I, I had fun with it. You know, it's, it is it is kind of funny for what it's worth, but, like, it just doesn't feel like the next evolution. And I think that's what happens when things just keep going, when things don't end. Every story comes to a natural conclusion at some point or another. And when you just keep digging into the bag to come up with new ideas and where should we take the character next and what should they be doing now? It's just, it gets sloppy. Mm-hmm. It gets sloppy. And I, I'm, I'm willing to give Marvel credit. They have, it looks like they, they have the whole fucking next five, six years planned out, you know, up, up, up and through the next two Avengers movies. So uh, what else is there to fucking do? The world's almost died like seven times. Secret Wars, baby. It's Secret Wars, comic. baby. It's supposedly yeah. like a very popular comic book. So. Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Comic, yeah. comic like story series, essentially. Yeah. 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 What is it? What What is it? It's like a big. 
I've never read it. <laughs> oh. oh, so it's not like a, a concept. It's an actual... No, it's like an actual like comic oh, series. Okay. Comic series. Um, okay. Supposedly like, with, like, how, with um, Kang the Conqueror and then in, the multiverse and a whole... In DC, God. Flashpoint was like a... a, 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 a overarching story universe of like how everything happened secret <laughs> wars is, is, a, is a culmination of lots of the different characters and stories all intermingling in like this large overarching narrative I think between the, a lot of the comic characters i think the biggest problem that the mcu has right now is that they don't have it seems to be a little disjointed there's right no now. cohesion right and and i think what we need is a character to center the universe around like for the first ten years, that was Iron Man. Yeah. Like everything more or less revolved somewhat around the events of what was going on with Iron Man. In the MCU right now, we don't seem to have that. They they I'm not saying that they don't have something planned out. It they better, definitely it better be might. fucking Tom Holland. I don't think it's gonna <laughs> it's be probably Tom not going Holland. To be. Probably because for legal reasons. Because they don't own Spider-Man, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and that would give them zero negotiating power if he was like the leading man of the franchise. Um, I would prob I would wager that it's probably going to be Doctor Strange, if I had to take a guess. And I I don't mind. I like I Doctor love Strange. Doctor but... Strange. I cannot get myself to hyped up to watch the second movie. Try. I will try it. You try it. Just there, try it. I. Is it on you, Disney Plus? Yes. Yeah. I need to get my subscription back. Do Do you Fucking think Disney. that? Well, not that Marvel's ever going to stop making movies, but there's a there is this, I think a sentiment of like superhero movie fatigue. Like there's just so yeah. much coming out all the time, and it's like it doesn't feel I don't know special, special anymore. Well, yeah, before the shows came out, it was definitely more spaced out. You would get maybe I think the shows you get maybe it. one two movies a year if that sometimes just one and now it's like this year we've had like three movies six different tv shows and it's just like so much to keep up with no they they definitely they do they've said that it's really tough 10 years were a lot more sparse in terms of content and it's gonna it's it's gonna be more the next couple years like just like we've had more projects this year than i think we had in like the first two phases of the mcu like it's it's kind of nuts that is nuts but that i guess you know what that that, that idea should it continue that makes me think of i had this thought the other day actually so the lord of the rings rings of power is out Right. I have not seen it yet. It's a prequel. I haven't seen it either yet. My dad was watching it the it, other day. It's a prequel to the movies. All right, so, for those who don't know, I love Lord of the Rings. I grew up on it. Yeah. But the books, the Lord of the Rings, and then The Hobbit all take place in what's called the Third Age of the timeline of events. And within like a hundred years, like a it's century like, time I think it's, span. I think it's a couple thousand years. Oh, well, okay. okay. Yeah, so it's like a long period of. I meant time. just like there's still like the Hobbit and then oh, uh, and then the Lord of the Rings. Years, yeah, whatever yeah. the case may be. I think it's actually probably closer to a hundred. Yeah, it's about a century because Bilbo is Bilbo's about still a alive. century old. In he lived a little too long for a Hobbit, and people were getting skeptical of what's going on. But whatever. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, well, worried about your health there, buddy. But um. Rings of Power takes place centuries before in the second age of Lord of the Rings. Now, 
in this universe. So if you like look up the cosmology, uh, cosmology, cosmology of cosmetology. No, um, Cosmology. like the the the, the universal. I guess as etymology. No, no. That's you know how like the lore is that uh, like yeah, the lore. If you look, if you look at the whole makeup? timeline and the whole universe of mm. this of Middle Earth, right? First age, second age, third age. <clears throat> there's nothing after the Lord of the Rings. Like there's no, there is not content. There is full to content. my understanding at least. Mm-hmm. Beyond maybe some short stories here and there, maybe a fourth age was like kind of started to be drafted before uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, 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 Tolkien. Is it not that? I'm I'm just getting confused because I'm thinking of George R.R. Martin now. J.R.R. Tolkien. J.R.R. Tolkien. Yeah. Before Tolkien passed away. Your microphone is literally standing on a stack of Lord of the Rings. I know. I know. I know. I'm having a fucking seizure. It's really hot. I don't blame you. But I'm actually glossy. I right know. Now. I know. Your muscles look nice, bro. Thanks. All right, man. chill. <laughs> but um. Bro support bros. Hoes and bows. Uh, bros. Fuck. Um. <laughs> I need some fucking the bows coke. The yes. What? Boof. The, the Bo Burnham song. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my question, well, I was thinking about this the other day. So what was I thinking about? To, to, to fucking get what were you focused. Thinking about? You were talking about how there's nothing no, 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 after no, the no, third age. Right, right. So like. Just the void. When we run out of, which is a lot of stuff, but let's say at some point we run out of stories to tell from Middle Earth in different mediums, right? So. Really, the the Silmarillion and the Hobbit and then um, Lord of the Rings and then all like the unfinished tales and all the untold stories and the battles and everything. Once all of those are told in movies and in books and whatever the case may be, what happens next? It's too profitable. You got to make something new. Use the existing template of the world to create right. new stories. But like, is what is that? Happen probably is that. Should that happen? There's a lot of risk, I think, involved in in doing that because there there's a lot of times where that has happened that the, the original content runs out and now something you just have to generate something new using the framework of the original media, world, lore, whatever's there. Um, if you get people who are because like, kind of going back to yeah, no, you go, you go, you. So I I see you know you're you're right now. I feel like Lord of the Rings is a very touchy subject because of how, like, there are entire fields of study of people, like, learning the, not fields of study, but there are, like, um, literary professors who specialize in Lord of the Rings. Tolkienology. Pretty much. <laughs> because of how he, he's, he created languages for this universe. He created, he created fucking so many geo- uh, geographies and so many different. Was he okay? It's a good fucking question. <laughs> it's got. It was so like his son Christopher Tolkien had to finish the Silmarillion and the Hobbit. Now the grandson is in charge of the estate, and the Tolkien estate is what is now kind of consulting and and helping with the stories. So, like, are there more stories that can be told, or should we just let Lord of the Rings lie and have its legacy live on through shows like Game of Thrones? And writers like George R. R. Martin. I I hate when when 
people feel like they need to continue stories just for the sake of continuing them. Like, take Star Wars, the mm. the most recent movie where they fucking brought the Emperor back <laughs> for whatever God knows whatever reason. They had all these other plot lines that they were building towards, and then in the middle of the the seventh movie, they were like, eh, fuck that, we're bored, we don't want to do this anymore. So then they just, <laughs> just like, they killed everybody somehow. off and brought the Emperor back. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Somehow the Emperor returned. Somehow the Emperor returned. I want to say, to your question, or your, should, should that be just put to rest? Yes. But if someone, say someone who really likes the material, who being creative and just has a really good idea or what they would think is a really interesting idea to make new content using the template of the world. Not that they're forced to, like not just continue it like, okay, we ran out now, let's keep it going, but let it rest until there is new ideas, like new genuine ideation that can that, that happens, then maybe that can be good. Because if something comes up out of just spontaneous creativity... And someone who really likes that material, I think it can it can definitely have potential. But if it's will it lose forced, its identity at that point? I guess that that's pretty subjective. In because like like think of Star Wars, the legacy that the first two trilogies have. Does Star Wars kind of lose its identity now at this point? Like it's no longer like a cult classic. It's just another. It's just another franchise. Yeah. Well. One trend that I've noticed in Hollywood. Is it really even Hollywood anymore? I, who even knows? Disney um, Wood. Disney Wood. <laughs> um, is that if, if there is a character or group of characters that are even remotely popular, it greenlights the need for an immediate franchisation of said a character. spinoff or something. Right, right. Like Loki. the fucking... Penguins of Madagascar. Okay, the fucking, to be fair. The fu- they're great. They're great. They they're the best example. It. They fucking, the fucking deserved it. The fucking minions in, in Despicable Me, uh, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, the fucking Kite Man in Harley Quinn. Something like, like Mandalorian. Mandalorian's one of the best pieces of Star Wars media, and I don't think that they... Like, that was something that has very much took like you know inklings of stuff from the original series and just completely expanded into its own thing that still fits within the world but something like that i think is a good example of of material that a lot of material that maybe wasn't there or only had you know spots Mm -hmm. of and and someone who's like really genuinely loves that the star wars and, and that type of stuff and has some interesting ideas that you can create something really good like that but is mandalorian a prequel or a sequel like the, what, what's it, where's its place on the timeline? Oh, I forget where it takes. Because like I think that's an important um, distinction. I think it takes place after the original trilogy, right? But before the sequels. Before the sequels, I think. Because like I that I think that's where like if some like Rings of Power takes place before the like it, it's already existing like, you know, that's when something it gets dangerous. Could, something could have happened in like some town in fucking middle earth somewhere some remote town you can create a story about that and how they struggled against the evils of sauron and whatever but what's gonna happen now after all is said and done you know like i think 
it's 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 gets sensitive at that point. You have to be really careful when you're writing when you're like trying to insert stuff into an established timeline. Yeah. Like Black Widow. Like mm. it's really it gets really hard because you can't interfere with stuff that's already happened. Right. And you have to line it up in a way that makes sense with what happened already or mm. or what's going to happen, quote unquote. Um I mean, that is kind of just like the nature of Star Wars anyways. So, you know, let's tell the middle of the story, then the beginning of the yeah. story, and then the end of the story. <laughs> and let's just make none <laughs> of it make sense. neither here nor there. Oh, and by the way, like, we're not trying to detract from, from anybody's enjoyment of anything that we've talked about. Like, if you enjoy these things, more power to you. This is just, yeah, like, I mean, some of the observations that we've had and, and discussed on our own like, time. As, but... as a Tolkien fan, I love the Hobbit movies mm-hmm. for, their, for what they are, but people hate me for that. Like, people would hate me for that if I said that. If I go on a Reddit forum and say, hey... I love I love The Hobbit. I would get downvoted to oblivion. No, I don't think that's the case. No, People because still... it's it's really maybe Morrowind. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like if I go to um, like if you look at like the main Lord of the Rings subreddits and stuff like that, they are pretty critical of the movies. Now, it's just a very controversial opinion to have. Yeah. So that and that's okay, you know. Like you can like shit that other people don't like. That's but not true. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of what I guess what we're trying to just get at here is like what what do you feel is a good stopping point? Just when, like for, for things in general? Yeah. Like the cycle of life and death of different content and media. You know. Should things continue? Should things end? Should what if it ends abruptly? Should it be revived? All that. I don't think it's, you can coat like a. I don't think you can cast a blanket over it. I think it's a very case by case basis kind of thing. Um, y- you know, it it kind of just depends on like like how long has a series been going on for? Because I think there's a lot of times where there's something that'll start off really strong and end really strong, but there's just like a lot of like fucking fluff in the middle fluck and fluff fluck and fluff fluck and fluff um and it's just like getting through it is like ugh. it just it it slows down to a crawl for like two seasons um i think that happens a lot um and i think it just kind of comes down to like cutting down on things that maybe don't need to be there to just kind of get to where we need to be you know it, it we always want more. We always want more. More is yeah. always seen like there's been like a big shift in like quantity over quality because we just want like I think we as humans, we just want more. We just want to consume product. Don't ask questions. Consume product. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, but, yeah. so it seems that generally closure is valued. Even if even if the ending of something isn't super satisfying having closure for something is valued so if a series was ended abruptly sometimes it can be worth it to 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 say bring it back for the sake of trying to cap off things but it can have its downsides um like should there be a minecraft 2 <laughs> coming up next week on the background's vine game well with 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 games that's that's also interesting games i think should generally try and if a formula works take it and just try and make iterative interesting improvements on it you can't release the same exact thing but you can't change it 
dramatically if you're trying to adhere to the original say series or idea like if you want to make something new and completely different then just do that like if, right. if, if okay. 343 wants to make their own sort of fps shooter that like is in the vein of halo but it's something different do that maybe you make something cool so that, that it, it has its own identity it fucking split gate okay. but, it's no. that... <laughs> but with with, oh, with media that's like medias and shows and movies see that's tough that's because like i feel like there's only so many stories that can be told you know a lot of them Every follow the same, the same a lot of them follow like the, the hero's journey you know right. that that standard structure for storytelling and maybe you know the fact that people are getting tired of it is is just like well i guess it depends on the movie too because like depends on the the the, the, the i don't know it's it's tough because it's like how many times are we going to be able to watch like all the Marvel movies as much as I like them and I know that they're all different you can boil them down to the same exact story they have a that's a, never a bothered me formula that, that you right. can kind of see so on a lot of their old movies they that's could... never bothered me terribly i think mostly because a lot of the characters that we're dealing with are so wild, widely different yeah. from each other um you know, like watching a Spider-Man movie does not feel the same as watching a Doctor Strange movie. Right. You know, yeah. the yeah, maybe the general like tidbits of the story kind of like the general foundation of it feels similar. But I feel like there's enough to enjoy within them that it feels different enough that I don't really care. Right. Um, that, and I think that's the case with most things. Yeah. I think people I, I, I think it's just really what it boils down to is it's just like. An overabundance of it in a very short span of time, mm. you know, like particularly like the MCU, just being fucking bombarded with six shows and three movies and God knows what else that's coming out. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot. Mm. And and when when it it's does fatiguing. kind of yeah, exactly. You get yeah, you absolutely get fatigued. If if a if a movie, say a Marvel movie, because you're on that, uh, comes out every one to two years, I'd be I'd be probably more interested in seeing it. Just because That's I, I not haven't profitable though. <laughs> I mean, it was for a while. Ass. Yeah, but now that but then Disney got their hands on it. Just content fatigue, choice fatigue. Just like there's so much. Mm. It's not. It's not unique. It it, it loses its luster in, in a lot of ways. It can lose its. Yeah, luster in a lot that's of how ways. I kind of feel about She-Hulk. Um, I forget that that's a thing. Like. Like I understand, like it's a com. It was an established comic before they made the show. It's not like they just created the character for the sake of it, right? Um, but what I don't like about the show is, like, in the first episode, like they're basically saying, "Oh, here's Jen. She's she's just better than Bruce. Like she's just everything that she does is better. She's more flexible. She's stronger. She can do this. She doesn't have to grapple with the fact that the Hulk takes over her body. Like she just she's just a Hulk. She's herself, but she's the Hulk now. Like she." She's not a rage monster. She's right. Just, she's just a Hulk. And and they kind of like play it off as a joke. And he's like, uh, Bruce is like, here, here's my pages of notes that I've taken over the last 10 years. This will help you. And and she's just like, nah, I think I'm good. And he's just like, he's like, oh, okay, I guess I could get rid of those pages. Then. <laughs> and it's like, I get it. I get it. Like from a narrative perspective, you don't want to tell the same story that you just told with Bruce. 
but, but at also, the same time, it's like, then why do we need a second Hulk? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. can, can you, you have so many other characters you can pull from. The show's still, you know, it's it's early on. So, like, yeah. you know, if you judged BoJack Horseman in the first, like, two episodes. Oh, my God. Right? Everyone does that, and I hate it. But that's my point, is that we're early. Maybe there are other <laughs> conflicts or struggles. You really do. Other like, you of all struggles. people really need to watch I that take offense to that statement. No, no, I mean no. it in the best way, though. Uh, Yes, I agree with that. But maybe there's more that that <laughs> that, that Wait, with which one of us? Yes, that, that there's more to be developed. There's more maybe con- external or internal conflict that we haven't seen yet. So yet to be determined. But yes, I understand. It's like what what's the main point of contention with like this character you know are they are they struggling with ext- external factors is it like because for hulk it's very much oh, the identity is an internal battle with him you right know? and and also externally is like being uh, people being scared of or ostracizing him and stuff like that so it's that's i i wonder how they will if they're trying to be different than the original hulk how they're going to do that without pulling in the same factors because then then you're not really different so then why does it need to exist Right. So uh, we will see. We will see. We will see. But uh, any other closing thoughts? Yeah, BoJack Horseman is a really good fucking show. All right, I'm going to watch that. Good. Please. I'm going to watch that. Just, just get through the first half of the first season. Yeah. And then from there, it's like... There's a point. There's like a... But what, like, what's so problematic with the first half of the first season? It's, it's, just, like, the... it's just finding its footing. It like that... The first half of the first season feels like... It's establishing also It feels like a world. shitty comedy with like little bits of drama. And then, like, episode seven hits, and it's like, oh, okay, no, this is a drama with, like, little bits of comedy. So, wait, <laughs> how long are each, is each episode? 20 minutes. Oh, they're, okay. they're, like, half hour. They're half, half hour. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I'm going to ha- Okay. So, I can watch. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's not episodes a huge season. Okay, good. Yeah, six seasons, 12 it's on episodes Netflix, a season. Right? All right, yeah. that's my homework. Yeah. Okay. Do it. You should cool. be done with it by the time we do. We'll the have episode. a whole episode okay. on Bojack. You'll be very happy. Can we please do that? <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe when we start uh, our bonus episodes, oh, that could be one of our bonus. Episodes. We could do one season per bonus episode. Wait, what? Oh, oh, uh, no. I was gonna say like one show per bonus, like one a specific. Oh, no. Nah. Well, we, we could do that too. Maybe. Well, good job. Baby. <laughs> good job. Um, well. I'm drenched. I'm yeah. drenched literally going to go home and take a shower. Um, well, uh, 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 this was uh, a great, I think this was a really good discussion. I, I think so too. Go. I hope the people at home or in their cars or um, in the grave are um, enjoying our show as much as we are. Rave in the grave. Already. Thank you everybody for joining. Yes. That was um, the, this was the was podcast. Great. Just uh, just a friendly room. reminder, do not commit genocide asterisks. <laughs> no, no, no asterisk after no asterisk. do not. <laughs> no asterisk. Chop down the asterisk. I don't need it. Um alrighty. Thank you on that bombshell. Thank you for joining. We'll see you on the next one. Alrighty. Bye. Good night, everybody.